Hey, podcast listeners, we are thinking about you and praying for you today. You are a treasure to the Lord Jesus and to us here at Real Life Church. Thanks for listening. I think you're going to be encouraged. A big, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Enjoy the podcast. This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Grant Lauda, Clam Chowda. Freddy T. Good morning. Good morning, morning. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? Good. The sun, it's just, it just, it rose again. Yep. The sun it was bright this morning. rose again. I know. Yes. It's bright right now. Yeah. I guess it's bright all How's the time. How's the family? Good. Good, good. Everybody healthy? Yeah, healthy. Getting What's sun. your hat, man? You got a solid black hat with a pineapple on it. What is that? Um, It is a brand. If it's a soccer hat, let's just not talk no, about it. No, it's okay. a brand called Kerry Loha. When we... Kerry Aloha? Yeah, Kerry Aloha. Aloha. It's a company that, I don't know if they're, they're not based out of Hawaii, but we went to Hawaii and they have a, a retail shop. When did Hawaii. you go to Hawaii? Last summer. Really? Yeah, so... You went to Hawaii last summer? Like two summers ago. Not like this immediately past summer but oh, two yeah. summers ago okay. i guess so what island or big islands? island really yeah have we talked about this no dude yeah so it was, this is it, why we do the podcast yep. together yeah we Who, just up. you and lauren did the kids no, go? no it's lauren's family so oh, her whole family really where'd you guys stay i don't know if i could even describe was, was it like a swanky resort or was it like a rustic like it was, airbnb i it was a huge house okay that they have connections through ordinary hero i think that they kind of hooked us up and were like you can stay at our place and it was i verbalized it of like you could film a rap music video oh it's one of those yeah party party pad yeah okay so you just referenced ordinary hero and you are wearing the sweatshirt i am that says ordinary hero so you have to inform our podcast listeners what is ordinary hero yeah so ordinary hero is the nonprofit that my wife lauren her mother started. Um, Lauren, in a, Lauren Lauda. Lauren Lauda, Clam Chowder. Her <laughs> her mom Kelly Kelly Putty. Um, oh, it just gets better. Did, yeah, what a, <laughs> what a last name, right? Kelly Putty. Um, so she started this nonprofit, and it originally kind of started uh, with being adoption advocacy out of Ethiopia. But ad- adoption, I don't know for how long, has since been closed in Ethiopia, and so now they kind of. They partner with local ministry leaders uh, in Ethiopia to provide resources, um, send people on missions trips, uh, and to go to Ethiopia. So yeah, very cool. It's a great I, organization. Uh, well, well, you know, one of the things I love is it was a lot of fun. You guys, you and your wife Lauren, and the ministry connected with Clarksville people, mm-hmm. of whom I'm longtime friends with. Yeah, uh, and my neighbor uh, Kenneth Poindexter yep. went on an ordinary hero mission trip with you guys yep. and before you and I ever met. And so, you know, then we meet and hang out and we start talking about ordinary hero and it's like all the people that have connected with, and I was like, ah, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Ordinary hero has a lot of connections to where I went on a mission trip back in 2012 with like probably all of Lauren's siblings. Lauren and I had never met. I was like a sophomore in college. And so I went on an ordinary hero trip Knew all her siblings, went with Kelly and Shane, her mom and dad, and then like a handful of years later, I 
DM Lauren and ask her to coffee and we get married. So yeah, there's a yeah, lot yeah, of like yeah. connections. Okay. Back to this black hat. <clears throat> yeah. Got it in Hawaii. Yeah, and you can order online. It's called Carrie Loha. They yeah, I'm not like, trying to sell the hat. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I got it. In whole- <laughs> you can hey, buy it. put what? the link in the show notes if you want it. <laughs> link I guess. in the show notes to yeah, Grand Louder Clam Chowder's hat. What yeah. uh, what intrigued you about the hat? I don't know. It was just kind of simple. I enjoy hats, and it was just kind of a higher quality. It's kind of like that dry fit. You like hats? Mesh, I do enjoy You got hats. good hair. Why do you like hats so much? just don't like putting any effort into my oh, hair. So it's just kind of lazy. I'll put yes, my, put there it is. On, the so. confessional, the podcast confessional. Yep. Um, I, well, I think I know what I can get you for Christmas now if you like hats. A hat, yeah. I like the real life Sango hats. So yeah, give Do you? me some. I don't like the trucker one because okay. it just like the logo. It, I just don't, like the yellow doesn't show up good. Mm. You know, it's not my favorite. No. I wear it all the time. Trucker hats are hit or You know what? Me. You know which Real Life Sango hat I do love? It's that new one that has that weird mesh flex in the back. It has the round. Uh, Bobby Clay. Clay, Bobby is being trained by DJ Daniel Cox. Yeah, yeah. DJ Bobby DJ, DJ Daniel Cox has a mentee over there. <laughs> he is mentoring Clay, Bobby Knight, to take over the, the DJ uh, yeah. sound mix. Uh, what else do you call that over there? The upload. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Clay's having a fit over there because he likes the hat too. But it's that one that's like a, it's I think it's gray. Yeah, it's and like it has a leather. Fit. Yeah, okay, kind dry fit. That's dry what I'm dry, looking for. Is it dry fit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, that's a great. It hat. Looks great. Yeah, that's the one. I'm like, I'm, I need to get that. Okay, I got your yeah, Christmas so, present. Christmas ready. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, yeah. What what's new, man? Yeah. Um, what's, what's new with you? Well, I mean, like Thanksgiving's a week away, which is insane. Are you ready? I think so. Yeah, I'm. I'm more ready. We do turkey bowl, like a flag football game. Yeah, that's uh, right. We talked about that. So I, yeah. I'm been running, getting my. I think we my, talked on the podcast about like, how my family did that, and my mom broke her finger, and my brother in law broke his rib, and that's we right. didn't play football anymore after. Yeah, that. we haven't had that. So, but it's been going for a handful of years. Will you guys do Thanksgiving with your parents? We'll probably do. I don't really know the plan. I mean, because you just, before the podcast, you were telling me your dad does yeah, prime rib. My dad does prime rib. Does he do so. it for Thanksgiving? He does. Yeah? So, so you've, usually, got, you've got to get there. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get there. We have to coordinate logistics because Lauren's family does a big big spread, so we'll probably be um, dropping by for both both events. I feel, sorry, I feel like I'm bouncing all over the place this morning, Yeah. but you that, went to Hawaii with Lauren's family. Yes. How long were you there? A week. La, uh, two summers ago. Two summers ago. What um, What did you love most about Hawaii? Do, uh, the coffee, the coffee yeah. culture did you, there. Did you do tour coffee farms? Yeah, we did. Um, oh, man, I forgot. I no, it's okay. Prepared. But yeah, but we, you, we toured, you toured a, some coffee farms. Yeah, we toured a coffee farm. Um, and there's a coffee brand called UCC Coffee, and it's like Japanese because there's a lot of obviously Japanese influence and uh, culture yes. in Hawaii. Yes, there is. And so. Yeah, that was probably my favorite was going to that coffee farm, getting a, a coffee cup and some good coffee. So I don't know if I told you this, but when Susan and I got married, I told her, I said, I want you to give me seven places mm-hmm. in the world. Did I tell you this? I, I remember. I think I re- yeah, feel seven like places yeah. in the world that I want, like, like a bucket list. do you want to go? Yeah. She gave me two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you are not a high maintenance woman yeah. at all. Right. Two. And uh, Hawaii was one of them. So it only took me 18 years. Just Hawaii in general, or was there like specific? No, just like Hawaii. Maui yeah. Or, no, 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 yeah. just Hawaii. Um, so, you know, we we got through with our time. We were totally wiped out. It mm-hmm. like just buried us. And I found this ministry couple 
that they run a ministry out of their house and they put pastors and their wives up for free. Yeah, wow. So like we cashed in some Southwest miles and went to Hawaii. And it was so great. Did I ever tell you, did I tell you about transporting coffee beans in Hawaii? Mm-mm. <laughs> I don't think we get, I, okay. So, we, so we went over to the wet island, the wet side of the island. It's the story's too long. I'll tell it another day okay. on the podcast. Long story short, here's the deal. When I was working at Starbucks, when I was in seminary, they would always come out with this like elite reserve coffee yeah. bean that was more expensive than everybody, you know, and it was, and it was always from Hawaii. Mm. So in my earliest days of coffee, like in my mind, Hawaiian coffee was always the coffee, mm-hmm. right? So we, we get to Hawaii and we're touring the coffee farms and it's really, really cool. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you the story. Okay. So we go over to the wet side and we go and we see this waterfall and we're coming down and we find this little spot and I'm hu- always hunting the coffee shops. And this, we go into this like little vintage shop and there's a, one guy in the whole shop and he's in the back on a sewing machine. It was just a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. He's got all this vintage stuff. So we ask him, he seems like the guy that would know. So where's a good coffee shop? And he's like, well, 20 minutes south of here. Um, there's a coffee shop. I actually work there part-time, you know, it's like, okay, we're going there. So we go to this coffee shop and on the way, well, what he said was you can go there. He said, if you really want like a really great coffee shop, like 30 minutes south of there, there's another coffee shop that's been like written up in magazines and this mm-hmm. kind of thing. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Let's, let's check this out. So we go to the coffee shop that he's at. Well, the lady behind the counter <laughs> turns out to be his wife. So like we walk, it, it was only a walk up counter and they're roasting coffee beans and all this stuff. Mm. So then, um, so we're talking to her and we're like, yeah, so-and-so sent us here. And she's like, oh, that's my husband. And I'm like, what? Really? Wow. So, so now so she's waiting on us. Well, we ask her, but so we're trying, we, we tell her, we're trying to call this other coffee shop. That's like 30 minutes south of here. They close in like 45 minutes. They're not picking up the phone. We don't want to drive all the way down there and them actually yeah. be close. And she's like, Oh, we've got coffee. We've got, he's supposed to be picking up coffee. Let me get him on the phone. I'm like, perfect. Everyone just knows each they other get him on the him. phone. And I tell her, I said, Hey, we could take his call. We could take his coffee to him. She's like, really? I'm like, Oh yeah. Like that's where we want to go. We can take his coffee. And so she gets on the phone with this guy. He agrees to let us bring him his coffee. I don't even, I don't know what, I don't know what got muddled in to this, but like, I think he thought we knew him, you know? Oh, really? So something happened. Next thing you know, I'll show you the video later. Next thing you know, I'm pulling up the Jeep that we rented and they're bringing out these giant bags of coffee beans that they had roasted and putting them in the back of the Jeep. And I forget how much money they said it was worth of like coffee beans, but put it in, in, in the back of the Jeep of total strangers. Yeah. And we drive it 30 minutes south and deliver this guy's coffee beans, you know. Anyways, he he was on the most remote, the little mo- the most remote part of the whole big island. Yeah. And um the Wall Street Journal had included him in an article. So he was like, in in rightly so, because he was just he had refined his craft. Mm. It was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. But all that to tell you, it felt like the coolest experience because in my earliest coffee days, like Hawaii, like was cemented into my mind of this is the elite coffee. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like transporting yeah, Hawaiian coffee. Beans. Yes. <laughs> and uh, anyways, so thanks for humoring me by listening to that coffee yeah. story this morning. But we got to trade Hawaii stories later. And Yeah, Hawaii yeah. is fun. Yeah. Welcome back. I'm glad you're back from Hawaii. Yeah, about two, two years, years ago. <laughs> yeah, glad to be back too. Um, all right, let's shift to the brain dump. Let's go, baby. 
So I've always been, I'd be curious to hear your, your thoughts on it. I've, I've never really thought about it, but I think Lauren and I saw the bullet bullet point, the second bullet point, sign up to dedicate your child to the Lord this December. I'd be curious to just a learn more, uh, what, like, why, Mm. why should I sign up and is that biblical? Is that just kind of a, an American thing? I'd be curious to hear like, Ooh, yeah. what, what, why should I do that? Because yeah. we're, we're considering it, and I think it excites us. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, let me just go the practical side, right? Yeah. Like uh, we're part of a spiritual family. Mm-hmm. We're accountable. Um, we, prayer matters, right? Um, uh, so so on, just on a practical perspective, principally driven, um, there's a like baby dedication uh, is an is an is a way and an opportunity for you as a member of the church family to say to the mm-hmm. rest of the church family, we are grateful for this gift that God has given us. They do not belong to us. We are stewards of this child. Yeah. They belong to God. Church, will you help us nurture them in the ways of the Lord? Yeah. And on this day, before God, in these in the presence of these witnesses, we want to dedicate them to the Lord. I the you know there are some streams of Christianity. Uh, many in our church will have grown up in this in this kind of background, mm-hmm. where they will um, sprinkle or or they uh, call it baptizing babies. Yeah. Um, now, my persuasion is that that's not a baptism per se. The Greek word uh, baptizo means mm-hmm. to, literally Fully to immerse. Yeah. Um, and yet, at the same time, I'm not like on a rampage to <laughs> like. Uh, Tell two year olds you're not saved. Yeah, that's not with the, yeah, that's not my hill. I'm you know trying to die on or mm-hmm. battle that I'm trying to fight. Um, you know that being said, uh, there's going to be some strands of Christianity, in particular, perhaps Presbyterianism, mm-hmm. that would they would see that they would say that baptism, baptizing a child, is the continuation of the circumcision, the sign of the covenant of circumcision in the Old Testament. So they would say that baptizing a child is the continuation of that. Mm-hmm. I would disagree, and I would say, uh, no, the New Testament actually talks about the circumcision of the heart. And it, and so, so the theme of circumcision does have continuity from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Sorry, we just went deep theological and baby Love dedication it. question. Um, the, <laughs> so, so in the New Testament we see that God circumcises our heart. Mm -hmm. And so that's the sign of the new covenant is a circumcised heart, um, not children baptism. And so, um, so some strains of Christianity would, they wouldn't dedicate babies. They would baptize babies. Yeah. And then they would later have a confirmation where there's a procedure where they would confirm their faith in their baptism. Right. Yeah. And even, you know, even sometimes Methodists and Presbyterians uh, practice that, but, yeah, but Catholics are most known for like a f- more formal confirmation, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, so for us, there's not like there's not a robust, deep theological reason for baby mm-hmm. dedication per se. Although there are some good, there are some good biblical examples of dedicating your children to the Lord in the Scripture. They're not readily on my mind. Cool. We could come back to it. Let and, me see if I can sum up. So we have. <laughs> Baptism and communion. Baby dedication isn't on that same level, but it's probably a good idea to be involved in community with church to kind of, hey, we see these themes in Scripture. It's not a, a baptism command. It's not a, a communion command. Yeah, it's, that not Jesus gives. it's not an yep. ordinance. not an ordinance or sacrament, right. whatever right. word you want to use. Yep. But it's a good idea 
to kind of come before your church family and say, hey, this child's not ours. We're kind of dedicating our yeah. child to, to teach them the ways of the Lord and yeah. to labor alongside our church yeah. family to, to help these children grow. Yeah, and so, so you do see examples throughout mm-hmm. the Scripture of people dedicating their children okay. to the Lord. Um, and so there are good examples of that. Maybe in the show notes we'll list a couple of Scripture references okay. of where we see that. But um, uh, and, Or maybe we can even talk about it at, at greater length later. I so appreciate your question. It just sharpens everything we're doing, right? Well, like, let's ground what we're doing in the sacred scriptures. Let's be explicitly clear on why are we doing this? What is this? Like, let, let it not be a tradition of man. Let it be yeah. grounded in the text of sacred scripture. Well, I think we refer to this almost every podcast, but Thursday mornings is like a men's discipleship meeting. And we, this morning we kind of graded ourselves on a scale of one to 10 on the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. Fruit of and the my, spirit. Fruit of the spirit. Yeah, sorry. Check it out. Fruit of the spirit. But my question was like, I always like, oh, okay, kindness, goodness. But I'm like, okay, what biblically does it mean? Goodness. Yeah. You're, you're what, like, what does that mean? What does kindness yeah. biblically mean as opposed to like, right. I can just, oh yeah, goodness. I'll mark. How it. can like, I what? grade myself? How can yeah. I evaluate myself? if I don't even know what it means. So yeah. In right? the same way right. with yeah. baby dedication, something that is yes. probably we're all culturally familiar with. Let's ground ourselves biblically and, and kind of talk about it. So I'm yeah. There's a hundred good reasons why someone ought to participate in a baby dedication. But what you've in, in your question, now you've given me a burden to explain the most important reasons. Yeah. Right. Why to, right. Yeah. So to be and I'm con- pro. Like, to be, I, yeah, and yeah, I right, are yeah. going to sign up. I think to be continued. Yeah, TBD. But it's coming up. So you can text mission to 97,000 right now. Yes, you can. To ask line a, up because we're dedicating babies in December. That is true, yeah. And to ask a question on the podcast if you want us to answer any other questions that yes, come up. Yes, you, you can. can. Baby dedication is really special because yeah. in the worship service, there's, there's an opportunity where you make a commitment to the church and to the Lord for how you're going to raise your children. And then the church makes a commitment to you verbally yeah, uh, for how they're going to partner with you in that process. Yeah, yeah. It's an incredible, incredible thing. Speaking of investing in the youth, any any updates? Fall retreat, 90 students, let's go. Awesome to see just how Bobby. God is just, Clay just Knight blessing was sick Clay this Knight. week because yeah, he just he's left it just all emptied. on the court. Yeah. Left it all on the court at uh, Real Life Student Fall Retreat. Yeah. Any yeah, fun man. updates, cool stories? I mean, I'm... We had kids saved at the Fall Retreat. Love it. Uh, Clay says we've got at least three going to be baptized. Potenti- this weekend, yeah, possibly? Yeah, potentially okay. more. Um, and uh, man, the all I can say is God is building his church. Yeah. I mean, God is building his church. And um, he's so pleased to use people that make themselves available to him, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Clay's doing a phenomenal job leading the student ministry, and he has an army of people that are going. Hey, what he told us coming off the retreat was like, my leaders are saying, "Hey, we're ready to do more. Yeah, ready wow. to give it. Give us more assignment. Give us more responsibility. We're ready to do more." And we're like, "Yes, please and thank you." Yeah, yeah. God is building. Let's go. His church. The ministry is, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is awesome. Um, anything from the brain dump? I know a lot of it. We're going to kind of talk in the next segment, but anything in the brain dump or anything that you feel like you wanted to talk through? Um, Elliot playing basketball first game Tuesday night. CHS Kenwood. Let's yeah, go. It was a lot of joy watching that boy play <laughs> um, his game. Yeah, but that I don't know if you had anything from the brain dump that you wanted. No, to No, I'm not to. looking at it. I dumped it. Yeah, it was dumped because we're going to talk a lot about <laughs> this uh, on on the next segment. Yeah, like you want to go to the let's go to the next second. Let's go. Se- next section coming next. Let's go. 
1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Hey, we are back in the second segment. And the pause is for us to just refresh our ignorance, just to reflect upon yeah. our ignorance and how slow we are to uh, for our minds to go to these rich and wonderful biblical references of baby dedication. DJ Daniel Cox humbly said uh, Hannah and Samuel, yeah. right? Samuel, yeah. Where's the text where Jesus was dedicated to the Lord? Where's that grand louder? I didn't I'm have it. I'm going to guess Luke for some reason, but I don't have it off the top of my head. I just knew, I was like, I knew Jesus was dedicated. It's, a cool, it's like an interesting reference of Jesus, Mary and Joseph dedicating him. Yes. Or offering him to the high priest, the priest. And Yes, yes. If, if if listening to this, you immediately go, gosh, Pastor Freddie T, you don't even know what baby dedication is about in the Bible. Like, Luke 2.22. Yeah, what does it say? What does uh, Luke 2.22 say? When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses... Joseph and Mary took him, Jesus, to oh. Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. So yeah, presenting yeah. your child to the so, Lord. So, so that's you know, so that's interesting, right? Because that was consistent with the Old Testament like purification rites, right? Yes. So, so that's not why we dedicate babies, right? No. It's there's it's not part of a continuation of Old Testament law. So it's 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 more earthy, mm. you know. It's more like family spiritual than it is like ritual. You know, mm-hmm. um, anyways, okay. moving on. Hey, you got to hear Pastor Tim's sermon in person. I did. Uh, what struck you most from the sermon? The dude is smart. He's first brilliant, off. isn't he? Um, yeah. <laughs> the and dude, I love, and you, you don't mean Jesus. You meant Pastor no, Tim. Pastor Tim is smart. I mean, Jesus is smarter, but <laughs> um, yeah, it was an incredible uh, sermon. Philippians 2, 5 through 11. Uh, poetry for the polarized, which I was thinking when he when I read his title, I was like, "You should have Pastor Tim give your right, sermon title." Even like, just even the title, you're poetry like poetry for the polarized. Mic dropped. Like, do you like, even do you even need to preach the sermon <laughs> when your title is that good? Yeah, no, but um, yeah, it was it was incredible. Like, I feel like the takeaway what was the, incredible about it. I mean, it was it was deep. The kingdom of God will always conflict with the kingdom of men, and mm. I always appreciate. When someone can, you you brought this up in your brain dump. That's why I didn't have much to talk about because we're going to be talking about it in this segment of like bringing up politics. And I think depending on where you are, like, I mean, what a great example of y'all being in New Jersey and New York, being kind of in a culture that's anti-Christian and then now coming to a culture that is very much pro-Christian and it benefits to be a Christian culturally of like, 
the political talking political politics and it's like Jesus would probably look at both sides and just be like, you guys are just missing the mark <laughs> in every single way. Like, so have this mind among us. That is Christ. Jesus um, was insanely just refreshing, especially as we kind of approach. What was refreshing about the message in one sentence? What was refreshing about pastor Tim's message? Uh, maybe not refreshing, maybe just humbling uh, in one sentence, uh, so you were I don't know it all. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. So I think you don't it, know it all. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, can yeah, easily, yeah, and this yeah. is where I, this is probably the, the main area on social media where I have to yeah. like grant, you got to cut it. Uh, okay. Of like the political yeah, sure. rhetoric of, yeah, there's a lot out there, a lot of political rhetoric and you can kind of get swept up yeah. into it and it can be like your identity yeah. and you yeah. start saying they versus them. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah us versus them and all of this stuff. And it just starts creating these barriers that I don't think Jesus came to like construct this like political socio political barriers of Democrat, Republican, left wing, right wing. Cause he, there's tons of examples where Jesus were like po- the religious leaders and the political leaders like come to Jesus and try to trip Jesus up. Mm-hmm. Like, giving him a coin is like, who mm-hmm. pay, pay tax? Like who's on this coin? Like mm-hmm. asking him about taxes and stuff. And then Jesus is just like, you guys don't get like you're trying to stump me up. And so in the same way, I feel like Jesus would look at a conservative and a liberal Christian and be like, guys, come on. Like we are one in Christ, have this mind among you. So it's always just refreshing as I'm, I'm on YouTube a lot and creating content and I just like it's so tempting and easy to just get sucked into that vacuum of like political kind of rah rah. Do you content. Cons- do you consume as much content as you create? Um, I probably consume, but yeah. I don't. I have to be very diligent of like not consuming, even off. if it's like quote unquote Christian. Yeah. You start yeah having this kind of political sure. undertone that kind of starts yeah pivoting you against other people and that's just not what pastor tim taught and that's not what philippians 2 teaches of like christ coming as a servant i love what i love what you said you don't know it all what you know what struck me was what he said about like being formed like formation Mm -hmm. and i think that's a concept that a lot of christians don't think about a lot is that they're being formed yeah we're being shaped I think I think we 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 kind of have this like autonomous self idea that I am who I am and I'm going to choose and do what I want and I'm not really being influenced like I'm the boss of me. I mean Jesus is Lord, but I'm the boss of me. You yeah, know like yeah. like I think that's the way so many of us think and act and 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 move through life. And so I think there's a naivety that mm-hmm. says we're not being formed and shaped by external or internal sources. And and one of the things Pastor Tim talked about was like just the 24-hour news cycle. Yep. Right? And he just said, like, if you are, if you're dialed in too much to the 24-hour news cycle, you are being shaped and formed by mm-hmm. it, whether you like it or not. And what I think of is Romans 12, where mm-hmm. the Paul writes, he says, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. I've been on a little bit of a personal journey with politics where the pendulum is kind of always swinging. And um, I, 
there, there was a season grant where I saw too many like angry Christians engaging in politics. Yeah. And I just wanted to reject that altogether and say, okay, I'm not that guy and we don't want to be that guy. Right. And, and as a result, the pendulum like swings way over to the left to avoid being that guy. Yeah. And as a result, you end up then not participating in being salt and light in the culture at large. Then mm-hmm. you have no prophetic voice to the culture, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think as Christians, we have to be bold, clear, winsome, loving, patient, grace and truth in relationship kind of people, yeah. but be willing to have a prophetic voice to the culture. Um, we have to be willing to be hated for the sake of Jesus, um, but not be unnecessarily annoying witnesses, right? Yeah. Like, like bold is not brash, right? Bold is not blunt. Bold is not loud, right? Bold is conviction in the face of persecution. So, you know, I, I think my temptation over the last probably 10 years has been just to stay as far away from politics as I can get and, yeah. and, and think that that was a good option. I actually think that's a probably a bad option for me yeah. because um, we're not a, we're, we're not to be of the world, but we're in the world, mm-hmm. and we are to extend the cause of justice and righteousness in any and every arena that we can. Politics being one of those, right? So, so how do you do that? How do you do that? Well, the Book of James says, "Ask for wisdom." Mm-hmm. It, it, so the implication is you don't have the wisdom to know how to do it on your own. So you ask for wisdom. And James says, God gives it abundantly to those that ask that don't doubt, right? Mm. So as we enter into this election season, Pastor Tim's message was really, really helpful. Great foundational. Stirred yeah. the waters a little bit. Provoked some thought, right? Yeah. Like raised some eyebrows, right? You know, got people thinking. And, um, But my hope and prayer for our church is that God would give us wisdom to know how to communicate during a political season, not retreat and hibernate, mm-hmm but to engage, but to engage with wisdom and love in a way that's not divisive for the church, but that seeks to extend righteous causes in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, if here's, here's, here's the thing is, and it, it, it can get complicated, but if the church totally hibernates from politics in the name of, we want to keep unity in the church, mm-hmm. then we, we lose our whole prophetic voice to the culture, which I think God wants us to have, right? we, we, we forfeit our role and responsibility to be salt and light in the world. And fundamentally, we're witnesses for Jesus. We're not advocates for political causes. Mm-hmm. Those are not the same, but they do overlap, right? Like as a witness of Jesus, being a witness of Jesus, it informs and shapes how we would speak to different political causes. I think, I think, I think the great tragedy in the church, and this is the knee-jerk reaction of where I found myself in the past 10 years is, the great tragedy is so many Christians just equate following Jesus with a political party. Yeah. Right. Um, in the, in the South in particular, it's like Republican Christian, right? Yeah. Pastor Tim's like, well, it was actually totally different. In the <laughs> Northeast, you know? Yeah. And um, so I, so my prayers, God, give us wisdom. Yeah. Give, give us wisdom, you know, be slow to speak. Um, and yet, you know, be uh, wise as a serpent, innocent as a dove, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Pastor Tim summed it up like, am I trying to win the argument or win the relationship? That's good. And that's, really that's where good. I see myself swinging if, I, if I'm, if i like, engaging too much in the 
maybe content I shouldn't be engaging in. It's like, okay, now I'm walking around life and I'm trying to win arguments and debate and which is, aren't innately bad things, but am I really trying to like love sacrificially? Um, And that's how Jesus says we will be known as his disciples is for the love that we have for one another. Come on. Not by, for the arguments we win, but for the, for the love that like they, they see believers interacting with each other and people are like, wow, those like they right. have love for one another, and that's how we're marked as his disciples. Yeah, and so love should compel us into causes of justice yeah. and mercy. And you know, it, it, the Bible says if you if you know the good you ought to do and don't do it, you sin. Mm. And I think that there are areas in politics where Christians have avoided, uh, just because they don't want to be that guy. They don't want to be that angry guy. They don't want to be perceived as that, you know, a Christian national and a Christian nationalist yeah. or something like that. Um, and so they've just avoided it altogether. But if we know the good that we ought to do and we don't do it, we, we sin. I love what you just said. I mean, like like the fundamental characteristic of a Christian ought to be love, mm-hmm. right? And, um, yeah, it's good, man. Would Pastor you, uh, Tim, stirring the water. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Kayakism, kenosis, chiasm, kenosis, some of the words he was throwing around. So um, definitely a lot to, to chew on later on. But would you uh, – you were preaching at First Baptist Jolton. Yes. What, what were you talking about? Well, you know, Pastor Tim gave a little bit of uh, description in the worship service about this, but when a church plant gets going, typically uh, in our culture, the way that works is a church or a group of churches partner together to invest in a new work. They'll pray, they'll send people, they'll send finances. Well, First Baptist Jolton, right up the road, they were one of the leading churches to help your life get started. Mm-hmm. And so they they do that in faith and with a prayer that that the church will eventually become self-sustaining and glory to God. That's exactly what's happened at real life. And because of the generosity of God's people, we're now able not only to be self-sustaining, we're able to pursue strategic projects like building yeah. a building in Tango. Um, so I was back at Jolton to say a big thank you to give them a good report on what God's doing. I preached there on Psalm 40. Mm. Psalm 40, simple outline. The, the text says, um, uh, let's see, he turned to me, he inclined to me and heard my cry. He lifted me up out of the, out of the miry bog. He set my feet upon a rock, uh, making my steps secure. He put a new song of praise in my mouth. Many will see and fear the Lord. Mm. So, uh, so, so basically, my big idea was the pathway from from the bottom of the pit to the mountaintop of praise, and you know, life is filled with pits. I, I feel like that. Like I feel like that's what life is. You know, it's like finding yourself in a pit, the Lord taking you out. Finding yourself in a pit, the Lord rescuing you out. Finding yourself in a pit, the Lord rescuing you out. Over and over and over and over again. And so, and the pits come in all kinds of ways. Sometimes it's like a physical illness. Sometimes it's an emotional. Uh, turmoil, some you know. There's sometimes it's a sadness, it's a lo- loss of a loved one. Um, so, so I just kind of opened that up and, and said, okay, the pathway from the bottom of the pit to the mountaintop of praise. When you look at the psalmist in Psalm 40, the psalmist did two things: he cried to the Lord and he waited patiently. Mm. Yeah, so that's the way it opens up verse one. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. So, so the psalmist does those two things, and that's so counterintuitive. Because we like to fix things. We like to fix our own problems. We like to try to climb out of the hole ourselves. Um, but when we're willing to cry out to the Lord, it shows humility. God, I need you. 
Like I can't solve this. I can't fix this. I can't climb out of this pit myself. So it shows humility and the Bible promises God gives grace to the humble. And then as, as the psalmist, he says, I waited patiently for the Lord. Well, the biblical vision of waiting is not um, sitting on the couch twiddling my thumbs. It's an active knowing, doing the good that I know I ought to do. It's not a passive waiting. It's an active waiting. But but our willingness to wait and not take matters into our own hands reveals our faith and trust in the Lord. Mm. So so what I showed is, look, the, the pathway from the bottom of the pit to the mountaintop of praise is not you pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. It's, it's not you solving all the problems, having all the answers. It's you crying out to God. Mm. And then what does God do? Well, God does five things in that text. He inclines to the one that's in the pit. And I love that because it's like uh, you, you and I have been talking about playing Fortnite a little bit. Yeah. When my kids are playing Fortnite and I try to talk to them, they are not inclining toward me. They are inclining toward the television. Mm-hmm. They are dialed into the TV. They're leaning. And, you know, like sometimes they put a chair in the middle of the living room, right, or in the middle of our bonus room. Never mind we have a really nice couch. They stick a chair right in the middle because they're inclining toward the TV, yeah. right? So what a beautiful picture that God, when we cry out to him, he inclines toward us. Mm. So he inclines toward us. The second thing that he does is he hears us. That's good news, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That God always hears our cry. Um, and then he rescues us. Mm. He rescues us. That's exactly what he did with our sin. He sent Jesus to rescue us out of our sin. But he inclines to us. He hears us. He rescues us. Then he secures us. God secures us. Um, you know, it, In a world that's filled with uncertainty, we don't find security in our circumstances. We try to find it there. We try to find security in a bank account. We try to find security in a nice home. We try to find security in like all these things that we build for ourselves. But but it's the Lord that makes our steps secure. So so He secures us, and then He renews us. He puts a new song in our mouth. So so the the whole big picture was: look, God is the hero of our story. God is the we cry, we wait. That's all we do to get out of the pit. We cry, we wait. What does God yeah. do? He inclines. He hears, he rescues, he secures, and he renews. Mm. That's a good word, isn't it? That is a good word. Yeah, there you go. That, 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 was, that was a sermon. That's that, awesome. that was it. They pass the plate, have the altar call, the buses will wait. Yeah. Do, you, do you want to pray right now? It, Jesus, he came and he rescued us out of the pit of our sin. Hallelujah. Yes. You know, so why, why do we gather to worship him on Sunday? It's because he rescued us out of our sin. Yes. He put a new song of praise in our mouth, a praise Amen. to that's why we worship him. Oh my goodness. He, mm. he has loved us when we've been unlovable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has declared us worthy when we were unworthy. Mm. Yeah. There you go. That's what I preached on. Those are good promises. What else you got this morning for the old podcast? I think you wanted to ask me some, some things about I did. bonfire and cross con. Here's my first question. Yes. How did you start the bonfire? Did you do it? Did I actually you delegate didn't. it. Delegation. Uh, I did delegate. Yes. Bam. Look I at was that. Uh, at Lowe's picking up some additional Grant firewood. Loud, soaring in leadership. <laughs> Hosted a bonfire and didn't even. Did, did you even build it? Nope. That's leadership, baby. Yeah. That is leadership. Well, the only I, I was planning to because I enjoy no, that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah. So you're planning on not being a leader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was pr- planning to have this mind. Among me, like Christ, to, to serve <laughs> yeah. and to, to oh yes, to Jesus juke to to build the fire myself. Beautiful. Well but uh, yeah, well I got to call someone was there like super early, so I was like, ah, someone was there, so I called Mark Paul. That's the house we were at, the Pauls. So you were given some life, given some lift, given some vision, taking some initial steps to invest in college age people at real life. Yeah, thank you for doing that. You're welcome. A, 
And B, one of the first things you did, I mean, you've been leading the community group. You've been mm-hmm. investing in over coffee in people. Yeah. But now you had a bonfire, so kind of a come one, come all, college-age people. Yeah. Let's get to know each other. Let's hang out. Yep. Kumbaya around the fire. Yes. Tell me about it. Yeah, it was awesome. It was exactly that. There wasn't anything structured other than we had hot dogs, s'mores, and some drinks, and we were just hanging out and fellowshipping and getting... Yeah, man. You know, Lauren sent this timely article. I think it was done by the Gospel Coalition, and it was just talking about how to engage with Gen Z, and yeah. it was just, just a lot of which... So it was kind of affirming just kind of where I feel like the vision has put... God has put into our lives to just, man, how do we invest in these kids? Um, and it just talked a lot about like authentic relationships. Yeah, like that's what they're seeking. We see yeah, this man. at the, the, the retreat that, that clay led. And like, yeah. I, I think student, like God is working in yes, these younger generations yes, yes. and it's not, I think maybe the, the misconception is Gen Z that they're far from God. They don't want to see, but I think they're, they're seeking like these genuine, authentic relationships um, that we get the pleasure to like foster in just like an organic bonfire. So really just want to like, man, have just an abundance of bonfires and just these place of, and the, the article said like these environments where they're reminded like you belong here. Yeah, man. We're not going to shy away from truth, yep. but we're going to say like you belong here and we're going to preach truth, but you belong here and God has brought you here. Um, and so really having these these events that I think just really hit with that age group of a bonfire. I know the Ochoas have a pool, so pool parties. And through that, ministering the word uh, to that generation. And so just just so excited to see what God does. That was the first the first kind of event that I kind of, I guess, spearheaded and, Love it. and, and thought. So we're, we're excited. A lot for of energy, good connections. Spring semester, so yeah. Good. good connections, fun, just conversations, laughing. And so... We're excited to kind of capitalize, and I know maybe poor timing on my end because we're about to all break for holidays and no, people man. go home. But, no, man. but we're excited for spring plant those spring seeds. semester to continue that. I'm excited too. Yeah. Uh, really, really cool. So Clint and Megan Ochoa have been hosting the community group, so yeah. they they were kind of establishing some of the first fruits. We've yep, had a college absolutely. age community group. Um, you just kicked off the bonfire, and you've got uh, an opportunity for all college age. Uh, people to go to a conference in January. Tell us about that. Yeah, so it's CrossCon in January, January 3rd through the 5th. It's in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, we're excited. I've actually never been to a conference like this before. Yeah. Yeah. So it, um, I know I've gotten texts. I know Clay's kind of sent me some texts of like seniors in high school, parents yes. like, are yes. we going to Passion Conference? Right. And I said, no, but we're going to CrossCon. Yeah. And similar. Yeah. Very similar, yeah. same dates. Um, and the, the, and John Piper is kind of, I guess he used to go to Passion all the time, but now totally. it seems like, I don't know yeah. if CrossCon got him. Yeah, um, yeah. So now he's promoting CrossCon. So. Yeah, CrossCon is going to be a little deeper, richer, more focused theologically yeah. uh, than Passion. Okay. Passion's going to be a little more hype. Mm-hmm. Both are going to be great environments. Um, they'll just have a little bit of a different focus, emphasis, and effect. Um, I'm glad you're going to CrossCon. Yeah. I think mixing it up from year to year is not a bad thing. Exposing students to both of those kinds of environments. Yep. Um, and uh, thank you. Thank you yeah. for taking it's, students. You, how, how, if they want if if somebody's listened to it and they're like, I know a senior in high school. How do I? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so seniors in high school and then any college age folks. Any college age, age 25. Yeah, yeah. Jump in. How do they get signed up? You can text mission to 97,000, uh, 9700. 
Um, 97,000. 97,000. You always forget. Yeah. yeah. So 97,000 text mission. You should be able to sign up there. Uh, it's on the events tab uh, on Church Center, so you should be able to find it no problem. Uh, go to the yeah. website if you need to. Go to the website. Yeah. Um, I love this. This is if if finances are a challenge uh, for you, if you're a college student listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, let us know. Uh, we would love to partner with you and figure out, you know, how to make that work. Uh, if you're a parent, what a great Christmas gift. Yes. Right. What a great Christmas gift for your college student. Yeah. Your college age, your young professional. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. What's I'm, the dates again? January 3rd to the 5th. So it's you guys be, will all go up there together. You gonna, already got housing in place. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. So we're going to go up together and man, like what a time we're starting off the new year, going into a new semester or whatever you want to call it. So to start with that and to really just look at 2024 as like you know, this, we're going to take my walk with Jesus seriously and we're going to, you know, hope for Love God it. to do new things. Yes. So we're, we're excited and yes. to kind of build on that momentum. Yeah. I got two questions for you. Yes. What are you doing this weekend? I'm a uh, Saturday. We're going back to Nolansville. Um, Lauren's one of her brothers um, has a birthday. So okay. we're going to be in Nolansville all brother Saturday. birthday party. Yep. Chilling with the fam. Be back at church on for Sunday. And yes. Community group Sunday night. Love it. Um, Love so it. I think that's it. Yeah. All right, that was the first question. Let me see if I can remember the second question. Yeah, yeah. Um, I showed you the videos of the mean black rooster chasing yes. Pastor Tim. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I haven't I haven't met him or her. I guess roosters are rooster. all men. Yeah, there male, you go. There so, you go. Yeah, you um, walked into that one. There we go. There we go. Uh, um, <laughs> hey, um, yeah, so <laughs> uh the the rooster, the mean rooster, yeah. the demon possessed rooster. <laughs> yes, I've been posting videos on my personal Instagram at Freddie T of Pastor Tim running from the rooster. Yes, of getting like spurred by this rooster. Yes. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, jump on, follow me on Instagram, yeah. and you will. I will every opportunity I get to post a video of the mean rooster sp- spurring Pastor Tim. It was good. Yeah, it's. Kind of hilarious, right? Yeah. He was acting chivalrous. He was looked like shepherding Lauren to her car, protecting <laughs> yes, her he from was the that rooster, first day, and then it chased the mess seeing out. him run. So the rooster trapped him on the front porch of the study the other day. So Pastor Tim picks up one of those bar stools and starts like poking the rooster yeah. to try to get like so like he can it. get off the front porch. Um, there's so much more I could say about the rooster, but our time is up today. Yeah. Thanks for jumping on the podcast. My DJ pleasure. Daniel Cox, as always, you were the man training up Bobby Knight, our future podcast DJ. Um, Grant, I love you, man. Keep love it real. Too. Keep it Jesus. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus. Keep it Jesus.